talk about the Wednesday Night Wars and their better looking younger brother <laughs> on Tuesday night. Uh-huh. Uh, NWA Power. They're more sophisticated. What's the word? What, what do I want to use? I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's it's uh... I don't know if sophisticated is the right word. Not that it's unsophisticated, but it's just, it's more like I don't know. It's it's almost like minimal. It's it's like Trevor basic Murdoch and is a simple. treasure. A baked potato with arms and legs. <laughs> uh, Cornette and commentary is something that we've been missing. I think it is because uh, unlike his uh, like podcast or most other venues where he's kind of like raw and unfiltered um him on commentary he has to kind of be the like like best version of himself i guess right so it's it is actually pretty good as someone who's typically a a cornet detractor uh i i do enjoy him on commentary because he's he's a bit more reeled in and he isn't just talking shit about everything. <laughs> I kind of liked him throwing the uh, throwing the tennis racket at uh, what's his face too. Yeah. Um, did you see that when um, what's his face spit water on him and he just chucks the freaking tennis racket at him as hard as he can? Oh, that's funny. No, I did not catch that. <laughs> the freaking loser from uh, Impact. Uh, what the heck's his name? Sammy Callahan. Ah. Uh. Yeah. I don't like Sammy Callahan. Yeah. I think it's because I feel one way or another. Ugh. Who's proud to be from Ohio? Right. Other than, like, The Miz, who says he's from L.A. Mm -hmm. L.A. L.A. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't had a taco until you've had a taco from L.A. L.A. Hiking in right. L.A., the weather in L.A. It's just as cold in L.A. It's just a different <laughs> kind of cold in L.A. Um, all right, so um, here we go. We have, to kick off 
the show? Or do we want to just talk about NWA and... Well, we can talk about whatever the heck you're about to talk about. Okay. Let's go uh, Let's go with the head-to-head stuff here. Sure. Um, I think this was a week where... For me, this was a week that kind of, like, put one of these companies ahead maybe not like necessary and necessarily in ratings but i think eventually it's going to catch up on them but i think um there's one show that did a lot better than the other one this week Hmm. for me but it's it's fine uh we had tomaso champa returning versus angel garza Mm-hmm. versus SCU and the Best Friends. Yeah. Um, I did watch... I don't. I didn't watch all of NXT, although maybe I did. I don't know. I, 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 I can't remember. Um, uh, but I definitely watched the, the Ciampa return, and this was a uh, an interesting match. <laughs> Uh, not in that like uh, Champa won, or that like how easily or difficult he won. It was more the like nothing about the Champa presentation has changed. It's more just like people are happy to see him now, so he's a face. Um, however, like he still kind of acts like heel Champa, and certainly his actions in this one where he's uh, he's like stomping on. Uh, the the Mexican flag pants. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was. I know a lot of people have been talking about. Um, was that like too far? I don't know that whether or not it was too far. It certainly like muddies the waters that it was a national flag because that could kind of be seen as, even though it was never intended to be that. Um, I guess if if you were just like shown that clip out of context. You'd be like, why is that white supremacist stomping on the? It's <laughs> like a bald guy with a huge beard, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was. I mean, it, I think it's more of a white argue, natural a nationalist than a yeah, white supremacist. Yeah, 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 that that one. Um, I don't know. It, it's. I mean, it's kind of on Garza too for. Um, I don't know. Like, why, why were your pants on that long <laughs> during the match? And uh, it, it, it's a non-issue, really. It's it just kind of like a, an interesting thing. And I think at one point, uh, after the stomping, it looked like he was going to try to do like a wrestling move to it, <laughs> but <laughs> decided against it. I don't know. It was. I'm I'm typically into antics like that. And anytime like Flair would cut. Uh, like heated promo and then like slam his jacket down and then run off the ropes and hit an elbow drop on it. Like that was always fun. Um, and I think it's, I think it's Ciampa just kind of exploring the, the space of like the new, the new face character, um, while still maintaining some of his like kind of like unhinged, um, you know, mannerisms. Um, I would just that someone I just thought of now just saying that uh, unhinged uh, the the Dean Ambrose lovable lunatic character is open now. <laughs> I like no, I hope to God. It's not. Um, I, like I was like, oh, wow, fact, you didn't shoot that down right away. I like the fact that he um, 
came back like essentially the same character. I guess he's just doing the thing where he still wrestles the same. He's still presented like as like this single mind or like this like focused mind on just getting the title back, which is what he kind of should be. Yeah. Almost, you know, kind of golemy. Um, <laughs> and he didn't like change his character just because now he's like perceived as a face or whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't come out to like slower music or like darker clothes or different eye makeup or like a different haircut. Right. Or with a spear, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, Champa is always a guy that I'm happy to see. Yeah. Um, and I, I've i never seen him do anything, like, too offensive. And this was a great, like, comeback, get his face out there. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. really need to be anything special. It didn't need to be a competitive match. And I think yeah. they did a good job with that. Yeah, it's good to have him back. It was kind of like uh, when Ambrose initially came back before everything went horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, the best friends and SCU, for whatever reason, had to have one of their guys get injured. Yeah, here's my... Even though my there's issue already a real injury like with happening. this. Yeah, that's my thing is they had two injury partner substitution angles on the same show. And one they couldn't help, but one they could have because they 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 created the the injury. That uh, pile driver looked really stiff too. Oh I don't good know if you saw grief. it. Yeah, no, it was I thought it was like a legitimate. Oh, oh, they went down too far, like Stone Cold situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, they 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 didn't. But yeah, uh, he he dropped him right on top of his dome. Uh, and if if it was if I mean, if Daniels is is completely fine, then like good on them for uh, pulling off a good looking pile driver. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked the match. Um, it was just weird given everything that happened. I'm, I'm guessing maybe they're trying to set up an SEU Lucha Brothers final, maybe. I don't know. Otherwise, I'd, I don't really get it. Uh, and I uh, don't think I would have included that, uh, even if it would have been just for the sake of getting... Uh, no, the Lucha Brothers were on this show, so they didn't need to be on twice. Right. Yeah, no, no nothing really... Uh, unless it's like leading to the something at the final, which it again, like didn't need to because it's just a tournament. Like it doesn't need to be a feud or anything. It seems like they're interjecting, you know, uh, an issue where there really isn't one other than they kind of interrupted each other uh, on the top of the stage during the very first show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was, was it was just weird. Uh, I will say, uh, like weird booking or not, it did create um, an opportunity for Scorpio Sky to really shine, and I thought he came off tremendously in the match. Um, botch at the end. Yeah, I mean, he he was only wearing one shoe, and then he was wearing no shoes. I didn't particularly care for Chuck Taylor like biting his toes either. That just made me feel gross. Yeah, I got nothing. 
<laughs> I'm kind of liking him less and less the more I see him. Like, I really liked him when he was doing, like, indie stuff and, like, the mm-hmm. Ring of Honor stuff. I liked them. But, like, the more I see Chuck Taylor specifically, the less I like him. And I don't right. know why. Uh, it's because you're consuming more and more Jim Cornette content. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Because I don't care about the invisible hand grenade. And that's the sole purpose for him, like, disliking him. And mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a body guy. Like, I don't care what he looks like. It's just I just feel, like, less impressed by him. I don't I don't know. I mean... The hugging he's... thing was, like, funny on the on the indies and the let's that's their shtick i know but i don't know again i'm just kind of i was never like a huge fan like i liked him and i was like oh yeah this guy's kind of cool and i kind of like this tag team and i'm just kind of like i don't know like the more you see something the less you care about it i guess kind of thing yeah i mean i'm definitely more of a trent guy it's like the bullet club like nobody I'm cares even, anymore. Right. I'm even more of a best friends guy. I mean, if I were to put the the three entities in order, it's probably Trent, then the best friends, and then just Chucky e. T. Uh, but I don't know. I I think his 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 shtick is I'm 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 still into it. He's a good. He's usually a pretty good Twitter follow. Although he does the old uh, like Ryback thing of. He'll fire off a couple tweets and then I'll delete them, <laughs> which is like smart. <laughs> if you say the wrong thing, you know, it just goes away. But uh, I don't know. I, I find him amusing. And uh, his place on the card right now is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's whatever. It's just, I don't know. Uh, Scorpio Sky, like, actually, like, just staying in his, like, straight clothes was a cool touch, too, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was definitely wearing actual clothes, but, uh, if, and he if tore it was. And he in his... Yeah, 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 too. that was cool. I think he had stretch uh, pants on, kind of, but... Yeah. If there were to be some sort of, uh, like, SEU breakup, and they wanted to do something with Sky, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I think that'd be kind of a, a cool route to go. I mean, he could, get, he could have all of, uh... Ambrose old uh, wrestling jeans. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to give away the old Ambrose gimmicks <laughs> on the show. He's wearing boy shorts now. You need to you need to just accept <laughs> the boy shorts. Oh, I love the boy shorts. It was just you know his his WWE characters up for grabs. Just give that to Champa. Give Scorpio the wrestling jeans. It's why like you, a why are you an estate to, sale. Why are you trying to ruin <laughs> wrestling? You're single handedly trying to ruin it's, everything. <laughs> It's too good right now. <laughs> Does it make you uncomfortable when it's as good as it is? Uh, it's like, a little. What's about to happen? <laughs> the funny thing is, this is the most wrestling I've consumed in a week. Um, probably since we were like forcing ourselves to watch Raw and SmackDown. Um, and like, I, I didn't watch a single thing that I regretted. You know, I watched... Uh, I watched AEW. Uh, I think I watched most of. I think I watched darn near all of NXT. Uh, if I ran out of time, it's because I started it at work and then uh, like didn't finish it at home or like the next day. Just kind of moved on to the next day. But uh, I watched Dynamite, uh, bulk of NXT, Power, Dark, and there was a New Japan card on Monday that I watched. 
the second half of. Basically, once it got to the like the one-on-one matches. I got you. And I could talk about that at the end. Okay. Um, next, we had Santana and Ortiz versus Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. And that was up against Oni Larkin uh, and Danny Birch versus Imperium's Fabian Aikner mm-hmm. and Marcel Barthel. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of white nationalists, <laughs> you get a little bit of like a Nazi vibe from him, huh? Well, yeah. Well, the one guy is German. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely do. Uh, and they're like uh, Walter's goons <laughs> as this well. Was like a good. I mean, this was a good squash match. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, AEW, uh, it was the the best match of the two was definitely what NXT did. But that's mm-hmm. not to say that this was not a worthwhile use of screen time for for AEW. Um, uh, and Santana and Ortiz are like super over. I've also I, I've been uh, uh, wanting them to do more stuff like they are really over. Um, uh, wanting to do more stuff like this. Um, just not just because it's a new show, but I think it's a, it's kind of a change of pace. It breaks stuff up. It's it's a novel concept to have a two hour show and to like try to put on a great match every single you know thing that you trot out there. But it's another thing to just you know be like, hey, you know what, uh, these guys are just going to win decisively. Um, they, I, they, I think it was through Twitter, um, put out a survey after their first show. Um, and one of the things was, what was your favorite match from this week? It was after the first show. Um, or fa- favorite match slash segment from the show. And I answered the MJF match because it was uh, for a, a show, you know, uh, having its like premiere uh, with a roster that a lot of people are unfamiliar with. This was the one that did the most for like introducing the fan base to an act, uh, you know, and I, th- I think there should be minimum one of these per show. They could probably do one per hour, but at least one per show where some guy just gets a little like, you know, and, and here's this guy. You've seen this guy. Here's, let's see, here's who they are, you know. Um, so I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, they're like, super over it might be more over than jurassic express r.i.p um uh... <laughs> yeah that's really unfortunate because mm-hmm. you know, apparently they're just going full steam with marco stunt which i'm Ugh. tired of people defending jericho can shove it right up his ass uh, uh yes i mean i guess we'll, we'll talk to that when we, we get to the match but i i thought that that match was really good but because it was like a one-off and they had like built it perfectly within the environment. Like it is not going to work as like a weekly act. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they, they had to, and it's almost like the two companies like talk to each other to like kind of line these up. But, um, although a NXT has made it a point to have more segments every week than I think AEW has. Because mm-hmm. there were only six on AEW and there were eight on uh, NXT. Yeah. 
You having some water there? I'm getting some water there, bud. <laughs> Got to stay hydrated. <laughs> you don't want to get heat stroke. Exactly. You ever had heat stroke? You don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about them because they were, you know, uh, they were squash matches, but, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up next, we had Jurassic Express. Not actually Jurassic Express, just Marco Stunt and, you know, uh, what is, right. uh, what does JR like to call him? Jungle Boy Jack. Uh, uh, Jungle Jack Perry. Jungle Jack Perry. Which I actually like because I think Jungle Boy is kind of a hokey gimmick. Uh, and Well, Jungle Boy is like fine, but like yeah, Jungle Jungle Boy Jack or Jungle Jack would probably be better, you know, when he hits his 40s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean if they ever want to do something with him like seriously as a as a singles um, transitioning to just jungle Jack Perry is an easier sell than, uh, you know, uh, jungle boy right? <laughs> fighting for the title tonight. Jungle boy, you know, uh, and that was up against, uh, Io Shira and Caden Carter, mm-hmm. which one of these matches was better than the other, but yeah, only because who the, hell is Caden Carter. Right. Um except now we've got a Io Shirai uh versus um what's her name? Ripley. Ripley? Yeah. yeah. So greater good here mm-hmm. is uh NXT. But I guess it was an okay match. I just can't take uh, I, I can't take Marco stunt like seriously in a wrestling match, especially yeah. against like this should have been a squash match. If anything, like it shouldn't have lasted that long. If Marco stunt could get one of his cutesy little moves in, then if he has to floss floss once mm-hmm. jungle boy, like does most of the offense, but not like more than, you know, right. Five minutes of a match. It, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have gone as long as it did. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. It was kind of cool. Um, with Jungle Boy being the like the serious uh, or like the the serious threat of the group, where he's usually the like he's the one that usually flies around and does the athletic stuff, but is the like the the partner in peril that usually builds to the Luchasaurus hot tag. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny to see the not funny, but it was like I think it was good for for Jungle Boy to get to play the like the 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 you know the the role of luchasaurus without you know actually playing the role of luchasaurus being the like the legitimate the legitimacy of the group um i think that was good for him Uh, and it might do marco stunt some favors to not have luchasaurus next to him too that's true because it makes him look like a normal human until you zoom out and see that the other two guys across the ring are both (laughs) huge compared to yeah Mm -hmm. but i just don't i don't want to watch marco stunt wrestle he can be on dark. He oh. can be he can be the cheerleader for this group, um, or I guess just Jungle Boy for the time being. Uh, he can be their cheerleader. Uh, doesn't need to be in the match. He can just be like uh, what El Torito was for the the Matadors. Well, I'm tired of like listening to the comparisons of like Rey Mysterio and right. He, but he's not Rey Mysterio. He's not even Rey Mysterio oh. now. No. 
Well, the thing was that Ray is like he was short, but he's like five three. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that steep of a drop off from the bevy of guys who are like five nine. Five eight, five nine. Is Mysterio I mean, like that short? I thought he was a little taller than that. He might be like five five, five I think six. He's like five know. six. Marco Stunt's five foot two. That's shorter than my wife. Right. So yeah, that's, that's what I was, he, I, was, I was building. Is he's just like, and Ray was so like packaged uh, in a way that like it it didn't matter. Like the the masks and the tights and just the fact that he came around at a time where. You know, everybody in the main event was like six four or taller and like two fifty plus. Um and Ray was doing stuff that uh you couldn't even like wrap your head around now. Um you've got Marco Stunt does some like impressive stuff, but um a match we saw later on NXT, uh you've got like Keith Lee and uh, I'm never going to get his NXT name right. Uh, Donovan Tyjack doing um, like uh, top rope poison Rana's and like dives and stuff all over the place. It's like they're basically wrestling at like a 90s style uh, WCW cruiserweight match. And they're both like big guys. It's like, you can just, I don't know, like, like I say that to say like everybody can do impressive and athletic stuff. Right. So and it's like it's not enough that you can do that. Like you, you kind of have to have something else to, you know. Well, and the other thing is like Marco Stunt looks like a gymnast. He doesn't look mm-hmm. like a freaking wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but there's like a certain way you kind of ha- you have to have some kind of like definition. If you're going to be that small, you have to have some kind of definition yeah. in your body. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't look like a pudgy 12 year old boy. You, you just can't. I mean you can you just can't uh believably have Not a competitive match two. no uh, you, he can look however he wants what I'm saying is he can't be like booked to go toe to toe with like two of the best guys in the world right it shouldn't be competitive you know? anyway oh like he should have just kind of gotten like thrown around and then if they wanted to like stretch the match out like they could have it so Phoenix and Pentagon specifically Pentagon are like toying with him mm-hmm. you know and then, like, they, like, take him lightly and he hits, like, a Rana or something and then, like, go, goes and tags Jungle Boy in. You know, like, that would be, that'd be fine. Uh, even if they want to have him, like, kicking out of stuff, that's fine. But I, I think I think he had too much offense. I'm unfortunately, not unfortunately, because it's bad to, like, agree with you, but, like, uh, I, I do unfortunately agree that, because uh, I, I, I want, like, you know, Every, I want to be like as positive and like for everything to to work in wrestling as as, as it can, and I just I, I I do like draw the line at at, at Marco's stunt. I I think there's a role for him there. Uh, it's just it's not as a guy who can competitively wrestle with Phoenix and Pentagon <laughs> or SCU or whoever else we've seen him up against. I just I I don't know. I think. I think the role should be like manager or enhancement talent, you know, and he can still, he can still do his moves. Like I said, he could still do them just not like, you know, in the confines of a competitive match. And I think that would work too. I think, uh, if the more and more they show him as like a competent wrestler who can go, you know, blow for blow, for blow with people, the less the sympathy is going to work for him. 
because I think eventually people are just going to turn and they're going to be like, all right, this is like, un- eventually enough is going to be enough. And they're going to be like, uh, I'm sorry. Like Mark Rust, he can, just can't, he can't hang with these guys. Stop having him hang with guys every single time he's out there. Well, right. And I think it discredits everybody around him. Right. Yeah. So eventually they're, I, I think they will like see, um, it's not like they're just going to instantly start burying the guy, but I think there is, there is value in, I think his greatest trait other than I guess maybe his his acrobatics uh, is like because he's so small, the ability to garner sympathy and that goes out the window. Uh, the more and more you have him, like in order to garner sympathy, it, it's not enough that he's just small. If you show that he hangs, like a bunch of people, will be like oh, like it doesn't matter that he's small because he's as good as everyone else. Um, yeah, he's gotta he's gotta take his lumps. So mm. otherwise, the whole thing doesn't work. Yep. And yeah, as, yeah. Which one was that up? That was up against That was up against EO, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah and that was fine. I mean, EO is fun to watch and Ray Ray yeah. is going to be Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun. cool confrontation at the end. Um Then we had a number 1 contenders match for the North American title. Keith mm-hmm. Lee versus Dominic did whatever they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hate to be the like, uh, call him by his indie name, but I can never remember what they call him in NXT. I just, I, but I do remember Donovan Dijak. So there's a lot of letters that go together that don't look like they belong together. I think it's like Diakovic or something like that. A lot of J's in the middle of, <laughs> But um, I liked I really liked this angle because uh, as we're going to talk about when we get to power, like it was very like the angle, not necessarily the match. Um, the it was very like old timey, like booking. It was like, oh, there's an injury. So we're going to like uh, which it, it does sound like the the dream injury was legit. Mm-hmm, uh, it it's going to put him on the shelf for a bit, which uh, when they uh they showed the, the the video from the back. I thought it was like kind of the, like the thumb drive thing was kind of like hokey or whatever. But I thought it was a creative uh, creative way to get to the segment. And as soon as I they showed Dream only laying out and like they didn't have the actual like beat down, uh, I did have a thought in the back of my mind of that's weird that they wouldn't show the beat down. I wonder if Dream's hurt. And then they mm-hmm. pulled him from the match, and then we found out like after. That it is a serious or a, a real injury, um, but no, I liked the whole um, uh, whole. Now that we don't have a, a competitor, we're gonna have this match be a, a number one contenders match. And then, like once uh, Roddy thought that he had uh, everybody outsmarted, you know, he's like, "Oh, if there's not a winner, there can't be a contender, and I can hold my belt." Uh, it was like we knew what was going to happen, but it was uh, it was just nice, simple. Um, OK, since there wasn't a winner, both these guys are in the match. They didn't try to overcomplicate it. Yeah, it was. It was and then the match was it was probably the weakest of their series. Um, but like any time they're fun to watch, just a couple big hosses that can do really impressive things uh, is, is fun. I like seeing them work together. And I almost wonder if this whole like string of matches that they're doing isn't going to wind up in one of those Seamus Cesaro tag team type things. Cause that'd be a really fun tag team is those yeah. two guys. 
Yeah. I know they don't really have anything in common, but other than they're big athletic guys, but I, I, they'd just be a fun pair. Yeah, Keith Lee, my only complaint about Keith Lee is he's got to get his like personality in check. Like mm-hmm. He's got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of up against uh, the AEW Women's Championship match, which, which uh... I didn't care for. <laughs> No, it was it was really sloppy. It was sloppy. Uh, Brit is it's it is kind of shocking now um, that they were and maybe still are uh, planning on building the division around this this individual. Um, she's a she's a work in progress. <laughs> it's probably the the nicest most diplomatic way I can put it. It's, I mean, you can you you can like get it i guess there are like glimpses of like oh yeah okay i see like a main eventer here but it's not there right now and the more they like force it to be the more like glaring the fact that it isn't uh yes i think that's the end of that sentence <laughs> it's very adam page She's right very adam page but like mm-hmm. not as polished as right that's the thing is yeah adam page is like the character's not there and he doesn't like feel like a star but his matches at least aren't duds right um I will say, um, and I, I mentioned this to you when we were talking about this earlier in the week, um, while it was a bad outing for, um, for Brit, it, I think it was a very good showing for, for Riho. I think, uh, this is now, I think she's been on every single episode of dynamite. Um, and this was, was her first defense and a lot of the time it's, it can be tough for like a, a new person to kind of keep their overness and people are still into Riho and it was a lousy match and they didn't need to be <laughs> into this and uh, she was able to to keep them invested in the match um I think they I think they have something in Riho here um yeah I've liked Rio since like we first mm-hmm. saw him in that in that what was it like a four-way match or like the big tag match or whatever yeah yeah yeah. there was i think it was a three-on-three at double or nothing yeah um yeah no it was uh she wasn't the one with genie pants was she she was not okay um i wonder was the one that i really liked yeah i wonder where all the uh all of um those participants are they've had some other people like that there was a tag match last week and uh there was another one involved, but uh, I mean, I guess they're probably over uh, wrestling for, for stardom, the newly acquired property of, uh, the new Japan parent company mm-hmm. who, uh, outbid WWE for, for stardom and Noah, Noah. Yeah. Uh, essentially not sinking, but I think that was going to be, uh, WWE's foot in the door to try to do an NXT Japan or Asia or whatever, um, which they could still just do it. It's not like they bought Pro Rev or Progress or something. <laughs> they just set up shop in the UK and bought up all their talent. Uh, so they could still do that. Was, I think they were just trying to, if they bought the companies, that would give them an easier access to the talent. Right. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I wasn't into the women's match. Just it was sloppy. There were a lot of mistakes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm 
kind of just like tired of Britt Baker, so I lost interest. <laughs> and um, I don't know, like it's it's one of those things where it was kind of already kind of a lopsided like matchup for me where I was mm-hmm. enjoying NXT. I was watching the NXT screen more so than I was watching the AEW screen. Oh, right, because you do the double screens. Yeah, but um, when you've got a number one contenders match that ends in a no contest that was more interesting than a title match, like there's a discrepancy mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I guess like people are into Riho, and I think like a lot of people, and I'm not somebody who's just going to like like something because you're supposed to like it and it's different. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, I think like the ratings are going to start shifting if... AEW is putting up like a lot of things. It really seems like they're just like throwing stuff at the fan, like trying to keep our attention. Yeah. And NXT is just business as usual. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is NXT has been running for, uh, I don't even know how long to date it. I mean, it's been running as far as being on the network since February, 2014. Um, and then they were on, they were like a, an internet exclusive, um, for a couple years before that. So they like, they know what they're doing. This isn't like a, a thing. I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they are consistently a, a more, uh, like polished product. And in some cases, the better show, um, AEW just, I know a lot of this is just growing pains, but they need to do a better job of like having realistic, views of where some of these people are right now and that's not to say hey take take Britt baker off tv take adam page off tv take marco stunt off tv uh it's more just like figuring out realistically where they are and kind of cut this everybody's over everybody can be popular thing because i mean it's true everybody can be popular but like if like everybody's special nobody's special so like sometimes you have to you have to take a, a good, hard, realistic look at your roster and just say, you know, right now, Adam Page is not a main eventer. Uh, right now, Britt Baker is not the cornerstone of the women's division. Um, and figure out what it is that is working about him. Accentuate that while trying to, like, work on and, like, buff out the the other stuff so that the next time you do want to try to use them, it comes off better. Because when you put somebody in a spot and they're not ready, it's like... Uh, I think we use sports analogies pretty frequently here. It would be like uh, if like somebody gets hurt and you trot out their backup who's like a rookie or something like that. And it's uh, like if, the, if Aaron Ro- – ah, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers. Um, ooh, I'll jinx the Lions. Uh, <laughs> if Matt Stafford gets hurt, and I don't know who their backup is. Uh, let's just say it's like a rookie. Um, they would not continue to call their offense as if Matt Stafford was in there. They would like adjust to try to like – make that offense run as efficiently as it can with this new quarterback. You know, they'd play to strengths uh, and they would try to like hide weaknesses because that would likely get them killed uh, in whatever game they were playing. And AEW is basically, you know, right now they're kind of like, Oh no, everybody gets like a spotlight and like everybody's great and, and all that stuff. And um, the like sheer talent of their roster it it works most of the time but there are certain certain situations where it has been like glaringly obvious that somebody's in a spot that they probably shouldn't be right now um and when it does show it's it can be a rough viewing 
Yeah, I mean, what they do well, they do really well. Like, I'm not going to try to take it. I'm not, like, completely against AEW or anything. I'm just, you know, Mm -hmm. I was more impressed before it actually, like, started being presented to me, I think. And I think it's because we were only getting a show every, like, couple of months. Right. We were getting something from them every couple of months. But, you know, I don't really get what they're doing with Omega right now. They... I guess if you keep up with like all their side shows that they have, which I'm not going to add another. I don't. I watch dark. I'm not going to watch like YouTube skit shows. Uh, if uh, if they still do it, the road to stuff has been good. Uh, I don't know if they're doing a road to full gear. Right. Um, but like that stuff is is good. But with like the it, I, I liked to watch it when they didn't have a weekly show because it was like ah, I need like some sort of AEW stuff. Now it's like I've got the. I've got the I've got dynamite now I've got dark like I'm I'm actually hitting my fill pretty good on the AEW content. Um, if there is stuff that's worth watching, then they need to put that on on their television. Yeah. Well, um, uh, not like full blown videos, but like if there was like oh yeah, like MJF and Cody had a segment on being the elite this week, and if it was like supposed to be like substance for that feud or angle, like. That needs to be on TV. Don't like right. try to send people out to eight different YouTube channels. Go ahead and put the goofy shit where they're eating at like TGI Fridays on their little show and then yeah. put everything on the actual show mm-hmm. that needs to be there. Yeah. But like the Kenny Omega's pretty much fallen off for me at this point. But Cody Rhodes is like more appealing than he's been since ROH, I think. Yeah. The, I mean, when, the Kiss the Ring stuff. The Kiss the Ring. Yeah. Uh, that I think that was fantastic. Mox is kind of eh. Uh, Pack, I'm kind of back and forth Ma- on. Mox has lost a lot of steam. I I love Pack right now. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm super into him. He's just such a. I, I talked about how great MJF came off because we like knew what he was. You know, uh, I think Pack is is right up there too. Like he's it's perfect that his his nickname is like the bastard. Like he is such a bastard. <laughs> I think the mock stuff is a lot of like the Kenny Omega things getting drawn off for so long, and now whatever uh-huh. the match is, like there's no way it can live up to yeah how much they're building it, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Kenny Omega again, like just I don't think he's had like one of his Kenny Omega you know best bout machine matches since he left New Japan. No, the I will say the Janela match on Dark was very 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 good. Uh, and it may be the best thing he's done under uh, an AEW umbrella. But it, there was also a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know, so right. well, it was which a, is typically something he does not need. It was a lights out match, which is there. Yeah, uh, I remember. Stupid gimmick. <laughs> it's stupid, but I mean, it's a stupid title, but I love stuff like that. Like Raven in WCW having Raven's rules mm-hmm. was basically just like a no. I like I love stuff like that uh, if it's branded well. Like Raven's rules was cool, but lights out is, I don't know. Like it, it should just like make sense or like with like an explanation, uh, which I guess you can just say, Oh yeah. Lights out means no DQ, but it's like, what is lights out? Like what why is it? Why is it called lights out? It's like, oh, we're ending the show and we're restarting. Right. Or no, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not into it. This does seem like a hypercritical show. Uh, we're doing on AEW. Well, that's um, because and this was the worst episode of AEW they, yet. <laughs> they probably need it every now and then. Um, 
I, I want to. I'll state right now, like I'm still super into the product. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like still hopeful, but like this was their worst episode yet, and it was just because of a lot of stupid things. Like there wasn't really a problem with like any of the talent, mm-hmm. except for Britt Baker. But like <laughs> it was just stupid. There was a lot of stupid things that happened, and a lot of yeah. things I didn't like, and a lot of other people shouldn't like, mm-hmm. unless they're stupid. I mean, I'll say the the we we like shit on the match. Well, not really the match. We it was Marco mostly, but um, the uh, Jungle Boy and Marco stunt versus the Lucha Brothers was a very good match. That match was it was it was really good. Um, I, I think that the problem was, like I said, they had well, like one like really good match, and now everybody is towing the company line of oh Marco stunt is like he's like one of the guys he can be. He can go up there with anybody. And it's like, no, the problem was they were like, it was like an environment like built. It was like they came out and they were up against the best tag team in the world. And it felt like this huge underdog. Like this felt like, uh, was it, uh, that, that 16 seed that beat Virginia a couple of years ago. (laughs) Like, like it felt like, uh, Oh boy, this is like, <clears throat> a legitimate like Davy versus Goliath type thing. And like people bought into it, but that's not going to work every week. Like it's not going to work mm-hmm. uh, next week if they're up against the best friends or against SCU or something like that. Like it's, it's not going to feel that way. It's, and it's like, I, like I said, uh, like they, they have to stop using Marco. Like he can, like he's competitive. Cause then people are like, he's going to lose his, his greatest allure is, I don't know how we looped back around under this. His greatest allure is going to be like, kind of being a punching bag and he's going to lose that. Uh, and I think people would, are going to turn on him. They should the more bring him. They, they should bring him out next week and put him in a match with Pentagon and just have Pentagon destroy him and pack, <laughs> package pile driver him until he's yeah. like, give, give him a real stretcher job. Not like that garbage one they did with, uh, <laughs> Christopher Daniels, where they had him yeah. on a thing in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. But you know. Anyway, where where, where are, are we? On, on the actual on show? Omega <laughs> and Hangman versus Moxley and Pac up uh-huh. against Matt Riddle and Bronson Reed. Okay. Uh, I was into like the Omega and Hangman page versus mm-hmm. like Mox and Pac, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. A perfectly fine match. Uh, I guess. Uh, I like. Yeah. Uh, I like Pac like caring about his record, and I like Mox like not giving a shit yeah. and just wanting to fight people. <laughs> yeah, those I two like, were. That's like, another uh, team that like. I don't know. It could just be I like I like tag teams, but uh, Mox and Pac would kind of be a fun. Well, they're both like too. they're both bad guys, but then like, yeah. Pac is like the one who's like no 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 no, but you need to win because i need a title shot mm-hmm. and mox is just kind of like yeah middle fingers in the air mm-hmm. yeah i also like so that's another thing i like is so often in wrestling they fall into this trope of oh all the heels are friends and all the faces are friends and it's like i i guess i i get it but also like that's not how the world works like we all have friends who are kind of you know <laughs> they're kind of like scumbags they'd probably be heels of like real life right yeah. uh, we may be that person who's to say um so like 
I don't know. Like I liked to, I liked that there was a team of heels that did not like each other, and it got to the point where it was the double bird and Amber uh, Moxley split. It was, I was very about- Stone Cold esque. It was. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the highlight of the AEW show for me. Period. If yeah, I'm honest. <laughs> like that was the best thing that Mox has done since he's been in the company, um, and like the best thing that happened on this show. Yeah. Um, and something just like just happened in my brain. Um, so I've been saying like I don't know if I've said it recently, but I've been saying like Omega's a better heel than he is babyface. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of comes off as like this cocky prick, yeah. Because he like points and makes stupid faces. <laughs> I'm not alone in like saying and thinking this. I can't be. No, I I agree a hundred percent. I think right now uh, the company kind of just like needs him to be what he is. But there's definitely a like arrogant uh, prick Omega. There's definitely a, a void for that when the time comes. He needs to turn on hangman mm-hmm. and like all of his like elite buddies and he needs to bullet club the uh the inner circle and maybe do a chair job on jericho maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know what you do with jericho then but because omega can't be like the second in command he's got to be the the leader mm-hmm. but like if he and they already kind of did it with jericho that's the problem Right. They had somebody that wasn't Jericho who could go and do something else. Although Jericho could be a baby face too. Right. He could do whatever he wants to. He's versatile in that aspect. Well, what if uh what if Omega joined the inner circle as kind like of a Jay White? Yeah. And then yeah, like got them to turn on Jericho. See that and now it's and now it's Omega's group. Then bring Omega back with the leather jackets and sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And gray hair. Yeah. Well, he still has gray hair, doesn't he? Uh, it's, it's mostly like his like haircut. It's mostly his like like uh, his like dirty blonde stuff. It's not. I mean, it was like gray, gray. Like it was, he was dying at gray with like the black inside of it. Yeah, yeah. Like it looked like he just took the spray and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, she probably did. Um, but he needs to be a bad guy again. I don't like. I don't like good guy Kenny Omega. I don't care if he like stays over with the audience. He needs to be a, mm-hmm. he needs to start like cutting promos in Japanese and then just finishing it with like goodbye and goodnight in yeah. English, like reverse of what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm in like this cleaner thing coming back out. Like, I don't know. Well, so that's the weird thing is that they, they are like channeling some of the old stuff, but it's not, necessarily the stuff that you want <laughs> yeah like they're like oh the cleaner remember the cleaner it's like the, the the thing we all liked about the cleaner character was not the the broom or the mop <laughs> no that was it was shit, it was but like it was like the persona the like uh the uh bad the, guy kenny omega yeah like the, the like the, the like swagger he had um you know as like like he's this like kind of unbearable knob but uh like he's you know so capable in the ring that it's like that almost makes it worse you know yeah yeah um that so that was up against uh matt riddle and bronson reed which was just a squash match but perfectly you know, fine squash match i who, could actually who doesn't love just seeing like uh matt riddle do matt riddle things though right 
Nobody, bro. Everybody just loves. And, I'm not your and bro, it, bro. And he won it with the bro, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we've covered like that enough. Let's. Uh, said high point for me of AEW's night was the uh, Stone the Double Bowl, Bird, <laughs> John Mox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then we had the main event. And I guess these like times obviously aren't like lining up because we had Tegan Knox uh, in her return versus Tanera Conti. She was mm-hmm. the one who was with like the uh, the Undisputed Era like briefly, right? Was she? I think so. I know that at one point they had this like stable of Brazilians that she was in. Uh, well, she came in and she was like, I don't remember if she was. She was presented with him like on TV once, and then like maybe one other time, and then she like never came back again. It was kind of like a weird thing. Gotcha. Um, so we had that happen. You know, good for Tegan Knox. She's back. Other things happened. Whatever. Uh, Killian Dane versus Boa squash match mm-hmm. but the main event like the one that i would put up against uh and what was you know better than uh the uh the main event on aew so mm-hmm. we'll say head to head we had the philly street fight which kills it for me because i hate philadelphia and i don't like gimmick <laughs> um darby allen versus chris jericho for the aew championship mm-hmm. and that was up against uh, Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. Yeah, and um, me personally, like I thought that the AEW match was fine. Like it was a good match. Uh, it, they like I think they indulged themselves a little bit too much with like the duct tape thing, where it like lasted for a long time afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but Priest and Dunn was a much much better match yeah i think i tend to agree with that uh i had high hopes for that that street fight because we we all know jericho's kind of lost a a step uh and he doesn't need to be the best wrestler on the card anymore um but i thought there would have been enough like stuff to hide behind that this one actually could have been a pretty darn good match and i will say uh um that uh i actually really enjoyed every single second of the match i I guess maybe minus the end um once he did get his uh his his hands taped together i think that's when it that's when it really took off for me um, and then it was a really lame, like, I didn't like that. He, he got his, his hands taped behind his back and then Jericho was just like bullying him and he was taking everything Jericho could, could deal out. And then the one thing he just could not overcome was like a forearm from Jake Hager. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like it, it was a street fight. Like he, it also didn't need to be a sneak attack. <laughs> right. Well, and here's the thing, like, here's the biggest problem. Could just run out there and power bombed him in front of the ref, and there's nothing that the ref could have done about it. And it would have got him more heel heat because he was so blatant about it. Your current champion, the most well recognized like character in the company, mm-hmm. who won the match clean against Kenny Omega to win the belt, mm-hmm. needed an assist from like a twenty foot tall Oklahoman. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> to beat a guy who had his arms duct taped behind his back. Right. After well, I think he they had did his that. Hands duct taped behind his back. Mm-hmm. It was like another ten minutes in that match, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have been. Uh, I would argue maybe that it just should. They shouldn't have been all that. The match was too long. I would have shaved off time leading up to that because I thought that part was 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 great. That was the best part of the match. Uh, That's just so you like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> he did wrestle like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Let's have a match next week of Orange Cassidy versus Orange Cassidy versus Darby Allen with, with his, his hands taped behind. His if back. he comes up next week and he's still taped up, that'd be funny. I'd be into that. If he comes back still taped up, I'm just—he won't. He I'm, won't. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm just going to turn it off. <laughs> I d- I did think it wasn't it. It's we. I, I thought they did. They still did a good job, and I think these last two weeks, I think Darby comes across as like. You, I think you buy him. Uh, like he's not going to be in the title picture, but I'd say you'd buy him uh, to beat, you know, just about any mid carder they have. I think you could lump him in there in that uh, group of people who are just kind of like a notch below the title guys. Like he's he's the, the last two weeks that they made him one of the guys. I think I think they're they've they've done a lot of good for him. Um, with the last two weeks, uh, oddly enough, I thought this was they're going to like build even more upon his momentum from last week, and I I feel like last week was the better star making effort, which is odd because he had a world title match this week. Um, right. But yeah, I, 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 there there was just like weird. Mo- the, the show was just kind of like off. It was just like slightly off. Like there was like a few like tweaks here and there and some more like logical booking and I think this is this is a really solid show but um, oh, I don't know it was, it was still a good week for Darby and I'm I'm glad that he's uh, he's in a good spot he's so far been the uh, the breakout talent I guess of AEW because everybody else we've kind of already known that they sucked eggs or were really good uh, Darby was kind of the one he's the so far the one like. Kind of unknown guy that uh, has gotten some shine and is actually like, I, I am now like excited when when Darby Allen comes out. Yeah, I like Darby Allen. I just I don't like when they do all the weird like gimmick shit with him. I like him having regular matches. I thought his match against Cody was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I didn't care about his shit with Jimmy Havoc, but I hate Jimmy Havoc. Like, yeah, well, that's that's another guy who he wasn't on this show, but that's another guy that they just don't get <laughs> it's 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 mind-boggling to me that he's had uh he's so one-dimensional he is so one-dimensional and that's fine that's totally fine it's just they've only let him do the one dimension once <laughs> it was the cracker rail match that was the only and that was surprise surprise his best match with the promotion and that was stupid it, it was fine it was a fun match I but think like, it was fine for like Joey Janela and um and what's his face the the guy that we just agreed that we hate um <laughs> not Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs Jimmy Havoc same thing I also uh, don't hate Jimmy ha- I hate um veteran wrestler Jimmy Havoc yeah. who th- I guess they've decided is his character is he's this he's this uh, venerable uh like scrappy veteran wrestler like ring grappleman it's like no that's not him he's he goes out there and like staples shit to himself and 
like he blades and that's totally cool but that's what he is don't try to tell us he's this like polished ring general or something because he's not he's kind of just a garbage wrestler and i mean that in the most complimentary way possible but that's what he is and that's what they should use him as especially now that they they've gone out and they've branded their like hardcore style match like he need, he just needs to be having lights out matches on dark mm-hmm. yeah. he can win some of them he can lose some of them but that like that's what he should be doing and then use him occasionally as like an extra body and a multi-man match i don't know how we we're talking about jimmy havoc right now <laughs> yeah was this my fault? <laughs> I, my, I don't know. Uh, no, I think it's my fault. Well, well, you mentioned the Cracker Barrel thing, and I just wish that oh, uh, Darby Allen it. hadn't been part of that. Like, I wish they would present Darby Allen as like, oh, I wish a he real wrestler who match. wasn't doing gimmick matches until he got over, and then he can do his like weird gimmick mm-hmm. stuff because then that adds another level to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. okay, he's a good wrestler, and then like his like specialty i guess i don't know if it's a specialty or like these crazy matches where he does like crazy shit yeah and like next level like you get a pay-per-view with him and jericho with a street fight match not just like a regular you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that would have been a better way to play it i think i agree and they went and blew their load on a freaking shitty episode of not a shitty but like a down episode of aew yeah um pete dunn versus damian priest was I don't know. I think it was better because it wasn't a title match. Yeah. <laughs> it might not not have been any like more quality of this. It just didn't feel as important going into it, so it wasn't as much of a letdown. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I'm going to take away from this. I think I generally agree with that. Um, anything else about either of these shows that you'd like to talk about before we move on to what's really... <laughs> some of the best wrestling. Uh, no, I think uh, I think we got her squared away. Uh, so here I didn't actually watch uh, AEW Dark, if I'm honest, but I did watch NWA Power, which is my new favorite hour of wrestling on television <laughs> or on the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it on my television. Um, we had the debut of Aaron Stevens. Which was mm-hmm. great because he kind of started off as like a regular guy and just like talked more and more shit as the as yeah the yeah I liked the uh, the transition to uh and he was like he was likable like down to earth uh like kind of a you know like a, a relatable like every man of sorts and slowly transitions to like this like uh, unbearable like douchebag <laughs> by the time it was done like you it got to the point where it's like oh cool okay that's what he's up to mm-hmm. um and by the time it ended it'd be like man i really wish someone would come out and like punch this guy in the face and i mean that as in like the best like wrestling sense mm-hmm. uh like i like i wanted uh somebody somebody to come out and straighten straighten this fella out yeah that was fantastic and then uh ken anderson Mr. Kennedy and Colt Cabana versus mm-hmm. some enhancement talents, I'm assuming. I Yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised that, I mean, maybe I'm just not looking in the right circles, but there was a, <clears throat> some of this stuff can be kind of like hokey and like too cutesy for my taste. I thought this was like, this was well done and that they like dropped it in there and then just like moved on. But so the the guy invites Cabana out and is like, okay, so before we get going, we have to address the elephant in the room. Um 
because this is this is Colt's like first not public appearance, but this is like the first thing I've seen him pop up in since the all that the the punk stuff went down a couple weeks ago. Um, and you know that they he wasn't going to cut a, a promo on punk or anything, but it was like, oh man, they're going to address it here. And then he was like, what brings you to NWA or like whatever question he asked him. And it's like, oh okay, <laughs> I thought that, I thought that. Just, Found it amusing. They, well, they he was a title it. holder for a while, wasn't he? The like he was, yeah, champion? yeah. He had the the national championship. Yeah, Cole Cabana. Every time I see a Cabana match, it just like makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter like who he's in the ring with and like if he has a partner or whatever. But like mm-hmm. Cole Cabana matches just make me happy. Yeah. No, he's just uh, he is everything that uh, AEW wishes uh, Jimmy Havoc was. Like he actually is this uh, enjoyable like veteran wrestler um and he he at least has like a technical background to fall back on because cabana does some of his best stuff is his like the like british like chain wrestling grappling stuff um that it it does need the right partner for but uh that stuff can be pretty amusing mm-hmm. um we also had trevor murdoch who i didn't know was still alive somehow yeah, his uh, former uh, tag partner is not <laughs> Right. <laughs> Apparently, he had not been in wrestling. No, he just like came back and he looked a little gassed during this match, but like he still like looked like Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, he might have put on you know forty pounds, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's fine. And if these are going to be the matches that he's in, then that's fine too. He's kind of a name that you know. Uh, he's got a, a unique look, to say the least. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah, he's I don't know that you could ask for more out of uh like enhancement talent than than Trevor Murdoch. It's it's actually a pretty pretty good get for them if that's the role he's going to be in. And Ricky Starks, like I guess he didn't like super impress me, but he didn't like offend me either. Yeah, I think that was the big thing about this like this show is like nothing offended me. Mm-hmm. Like uh, things offend me on. You know, <laughs> WWE's main product and like AEW, like often, but like not often, but like, yeah, you know, once a week, I'm like just really irritated about at least one thing that happens mm-hmm. somewhere. I'll say this the uh, the 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 Ricky, I don't I forgot his last name, Ricky Starks, Starks, uh, the the promo he cut, if it was on any other show, that would have been, uh, I, I, it would have been like super lame and would have died a long, slow, painful death. But like within this world of of the Studio NWA wrestling. power that they've built, yeah, like it was perfect. Yeah, well, they all are. It's it's fantastic. Like all the interviews and like everything just works so well. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, we had Homicide, the other member of LAX, and Eddie <laughs> Kingston versus uh, the Wild Cards, who I actually mm-hmm. really like. The wild cards are a cool like mashup group that just like decided that they wanted to win things and make money, so they right. became a group, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the former Bram and I don't know if I know who his partner is. I didn't Bram know. from Bram from TNA. He was a guy that they tried to push at one point. Okay, and then uh, the uh, the ones that you referred to as fat fucks were the ones who interfered with that match. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I don't hate them somebody. either. I think they're actually like pretty. Uh, I you know now. So my only issue with them is that they were the first after like that that tremendous Aldis promo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the first like wrestling we saw, and it was like I don't know this. 
probably could have been something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley Vox versus Allison K. Um, <laughs> like there was a real big size discrepancy here. Yeah. Uh, Allison K wasn't like as great of a talker as like Aldis, but you know, mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. Fine squash match. It wasn't longer than it needed to be. Certainly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They knew, they knew, uh, they're very, and it helps only being like an hour long, but they definitely seem to have a very good grasp of using their time as wisely as possible. And, uh, James storm, you know, James Storm's fantastic. I liked the interview segments with uh, Aldis and uh, who's his uh, insurance policy? Who like doesn't talk? I can't remember uh, what her name. Is. Camille Kane. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I think that's fantastic mm-hmm. as well. I like that he like always has to draw the attention to himself, and then he finally gives her the opportunity, and she still doesn't talk. Right. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. That was. <clears throat> some of the best stuff last week was because uh, she had like a there's a an incident in the match uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Tim Storm like ducks a clothesline or something and uh, he like um, and all this decked her and they asked it they and it, that that ankle carried over into this show um, but they like asked her afterwards and all just like the first time it was asked he like cut it right away he's like ah he, she's she, she's fine but. Like on the champ, and he's like, "Oh, I think uh, I think she can speak for him, for herself." And then he like diverts the attention back to him mm. again. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really like Aldis. <laughs> well, Aldis like is fantastic. He's, he's like been the the biggest takeout, the biggest. Uh, I think uh, he's a shining example of like what a uh, like what a wrestling like champion should be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know how to describe it. Like you can either love him or hate him. He's not really like he does some heel things, but like he also gives a match to like you know Tim Storm, mm-hmm. and uh, like praises him afterwards. But then yeah. he does stuff where like the attention's got to be on him, or he gets right. frustrated about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. I think that was it for that show. Uh, AEW Dark. Uh, the only thing worth watching on this would have been the uh, Omega and Janela lights out match, but it it was very good. Uh, I don't know if I said this while we were actually recording or not, but this was Omega's best match under an AEW banner so far, I would say. Even better than the pack match. Even better than the pack match, I think so. But that being said, the pack match was just a straightforward two guys wrestling, and this was like your your like classic like plunder smoke and mirrors match. So gotcha. Yeah. So maybe not a better match. Uh, maybe for my uh, enjoyment, uh, more entertaining. Because I think I think that the Omega and Pack match could have been better. I don't think it was a bad match. Uh, it was a very good match. Um, but I feel like that there was another gear they could have hit. Like that match could have been better. Um, and when they revisit it again, I think it will be better. Uh, whereas I don't think Janela and Omega could have had a better match than this. <laughs> I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say. So they left nothing on the table. Yeah, they left nothing on the table. Like this was the like they hit the peak of what these this pairing could have been. 
Um, and it's it's cool. I hope they they keep it up. I hope Dark doesn't fall the way of like main event or superstars, um, where it like starts off as like this fun thing where you have stars on every week, and then once it gets like a month or two in, it's like just nothing but the low card guys that don't get on TV. I don't I think, think it will just because like they don't have a second like show. Right. So mm-hmm. I've got that working in their favor. It, it helps. Uh, I like that you could have guys that you don't want to have like longer matches taking up all that TV time. You can like put that match here. Um, and it also like kind of keeps, cause if you only watch dynamite, it's a great way to, um, kind of keep guys like fresh and not like on week after week after week after week, uh, which is something that kind of wears on you with, with, uh, the WWE main shows. Uh, it's, you get, you see the same people every single week and having a show like dark, um, they can kind of cycle guys in and out off of dynamite. Um, and then still have them like out there wrestling. Right. So you said that there was an NXT, or not an NXT, a New Japan show, and I did not watch it. So if you'd like to go over that. Sure. So this is now just about a week, (laughs) a week ago. So this this is the, I think the furthest back of something that we're recapping this week. So trying to recall everything that happened. I know where I tuned in, the first match was... um, it was Minoru Suzuki against uh, Jushin Liger, and it was it wasn't Jushin Thunder Liger, and it surprisingly wasn't uh, that uh, Kishin Liger. It was what did they call it? It was like Battle Liger or something like that. Yeah, like a different mask and stuff. Um, and it was a it was never going to be a match that was going to be like a, a classic. It was more about the the storytelling. I guess the, the guys have like a, uh, a long, um, like history. Uh, and what we got was some fun, uh, storytelling, um, plots, I guess, where, um, Suzuki just, he just wanted like a physical fight. Like he wanted, he was trying to drag this like real physical side out of, out of Liger. So there's a lot of like open face slaps and just like, he was just like, he would just like slap him as hard as he could and just shout Liger, you know? Uh, and he, he'd like slap him back and like Suzuki would like drop his arms and he'd be like, hit me harder, you know, like basic Suzuki stuff. Um, so that was fun. Um, the next match was the best match, and if I was going to direct anybody to a match on this card, it would be the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it was likely Wrestler of the Year Will Ospreay defending against El Fantasmo. Ospreay uh, kind of uh, fell off lately, didn't he? He fell off because uh, if you, in the way it was set up, there was the there was the the Battle of the Super Juniors, which led into the G1. Uh, and then he had all that momentum, and they didn't televise the Super J Cup because he had a great run there where he lost to Phantasmo in the finals. This was the a clash of the, the, the best of the Super Juniors champion against the, the J Cup champion. Um, 
And so it was after that, like they just haven't really been a ton of marquee new Japan events. Um, but like, I wouldn't say he's fallen off and that his name hasn't been out there. I don't know that he's fallen off in terms of match quality. Mm. Um, but this one, this one was really good. Uh, I would say, uh, if anything is like wanted to be watched from this, this card, that'd be the one, uh, especially because this was, uh, in a, a minor headline from this week, there was, I mean, minor for us. Um, I'm sure it was quite major in other parts of the world. There was that tsunami, uh, in the Pacific ocean. Um, and it affected travel, uh, which kind of did, uh, <clears throat> did some damage on this card. Uh, most importantly uh, of note is Moxley could not get over there to defend his U.S. title. Um, and so they subbed in uh, Lance Archer. So it was now Lance Archer against Juice Robinson for the, the now vacant U.S. heavyweight championship. And uh, Lance Archer won. So that, I mean, maybe Mox was going to win that match. I kind of felt like Juice was going to win it back from him. Um, so it, it, it's interesting to um, to see that they called an audible from from Juice winning the belt to putting out an Archer. And good for Archer because I think he's he's someone who was never really like uh, frontmost in, uh, in people's minds as far as new Japan talents. And then he had a really good G1. I think we all, everyone was pleasantly surprised with his, his G1 performance. Um, and this is a nice little, like he's carrying a belt, a singles, singles belt. So, so good for Archer. Um, I know you were, you were pretty, pretty impressed with his, his G1 run. Yeah. Up until they started making him like lose every single match (laughs) after he knocked off Osprey. Right. Now he's winning. Right. He's winning things. Um, we had a Bushi against Evil. This was essentially a number one contenders match. The big theme of the, the show was this night was going to kind of set in place the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Mm-hmm. At least one of the nights. Because they had this match. Somehow Evil had gotten into the... Oh, I know what it was. Because Evil pinned... Uh, Ibushi during the G1 so he said I beat you during the tournament and you won it so I should I have a stake for the, the number one contendership and he he put it on the line against him uh, he made he uh, retained it so uh, Ibushi uh, essentially repunched his ticket for the Wrestle Kingdom final um, it was a fine match it wasn't one that I'd go out of my way to see um, I, I think it was just these guys could and have done better, um, and it just it, I, it just wasn't their night to click. Um, and then your final, uh, this was kind of for me. Uh, uh, I didn't watch any of the undercard stuff, and I know the the tsunami took uh, a couple of guys off it, and they had to shuffle their deck. Um, but for me, this was a two match card. It was that junior heavyweight championship, um, and then it was the main event here, which was Okada and Sonata, and these guys. Unlike Evil and Ibushi, these guys just like always click. They're like peanut butter and jelly. They they just uh, like go together so well. And this was a great match. Um, there was a a spot at the end where uh, he he uh, Sonata would keep getting Okada caught in the uh, the skull end the uh, the like kind of dragon sleeper maneuver. And I 
actually thought they were going to have Sonata win. Uh, there's enough time to like get the belt back on Okada. I think there's only like one more major show. Um, but like if they really wanted to, they could do it. Um, but they had in what would have been a questionable decision for the, the performer. He was in this thing for like minutes. Uh, and the ref, uh, this is a really good performance from Red Shoes, uh, one of the, the, the best uh, officials in the world, I think, um, where it was clear. Um, and the announcers did a really good job, too, of like Okada's out, Okada's out. Red Shoes needs to end the match. You know, it's 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 you know, he he's like he's passed out like he could really do damage just sitting here in this hold like red shoes needs to step in and they kept showing red shoes like uh you know he was looking at the hold and they'd look over at the i guess who you know the the timekeeper you know who you'd mm-hmm. tell to to ring the bell or whatever and he was like he knew how big this match was and he didn't want to act too hastily um and amidst all of that sonata released the hold to try to go up top for a moonsault because uh, I guess he got tired of they, they, they should have mentioned why he did it because otherwise it, it, it just kind of seemed like what the heck man you had the champion dead to rights and you just released the holds to try to do some other moves um, I think what they were going for is he could tell Red Shoes was not going to end the match unless Okada like physically tapped out uh, whether he was passed out or not he was not going to call off the match and so he figured he had to put him away some other way um, uh, and I, I, I think they should have mentioned that, but so he goes up top for the moonsault and the, the, the homage to his, his trainer, the great Muda, um, and Okada gets the knees up and then they do, a uh, you know, his, his regular finish, uh, sequence, the, the rainmaker one, two, three, really good match. Um, but your, your wrestle kingdom, uh, main event, at least for night one, uh, or night two, I don't they're doing the two nights this year um, is now set. It's Abushi and Okada. So yeah. what we thought it was going to be after the G one, but that was kind of the, the, the story of the night was solidifying that. So pretty, inter- I mean, it's, I watch so much wrestling from work now. So it's, it's tough, like not to like it because it's like, ah, I could be doing anything else in the world, but I'm sitting at my desk watching wrestling. This is actually pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to see things through pretty positive lenses just in that regard. But those two matches alone were like, were very good. Uh, and it was, it was kind of a nice little like, oh yeah. If, if, in case you've forgotten, Will Ospreay's really good. Um, and this Phantasmo guy is, is cool too. Um, so there you go. There's your, uh, your tales from across the pond. The other one, the Pacific pond. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Okada said he's going to defend it both nights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's their thing is they, uh, they announced that they were going to do a champion versus champion match. I guess that, that would be night two. So I guess night one, it's going to be Okada Bushi. And then night two is going to be the winner of the IC belt versus the winner of the world belt. And while Okada was saying that, he also said, I don't want the IC belt. I have the world belt. Why do I want the IC belt? Right. Which a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't like because they thought it uh, devalued the the IC belt, um, which I could I could see that. I think it was just Okada saying this is the belt that he's fought for. That's the one that he wants. It's not. It wasn't. It was more building up his belt than trying to take down the other one. But 
Okada's an interesting guy too, where he's like he's kind of like that Aldis mold, where it's like he he legitimately is the best guy in the promotion. You know, like they they show that every single week, but like he's not necessarily the best guy. Like there's there's always these like little like shades and glimpses of like oh he's kind of like a he's kind of like an ass sometimes, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So I, I I like that. Um, I actually wouldn't mind an Aldis Okada match. He's like Aldis without the charisma. Mm-hmm. That would be a really fun. Uh, I mean, the, the Japanese guys are. Oh, there's definitely like guys who have charisma. Like Abushi has a very good like physical charisma. Uh, I think Nakamura had charisma at the Wazoo, and the fact that whatever happened to him and WWE happened to him is is kind of mind-boggling every time you think about it but um okada's got like everybody jokes about it being like his retirement from wrestling yeah (laughs) now he's just Uh, surfing and taking pictures of water towers (laughs) (laughs) um a fun crossover would be you know if uh not if i think it's looking more and more like when when new japan severs ties with ring of honor uh, I kind of think they should just kind of freelance their North American partner. Like if it makes sense to work with AEW, work with AEW. If it makes sense to run like a partnership in Reseda with PWG, even though I guess they run downtown LA now, yeah. um, you know, do it with them. Or here's the mashup you didn't know you wanted. New Japan stars on NWA power. <laughs> I want. Uh, I think there's oh, one match that we want to see there okada and all this <laughs> i just i want okada to walk in with like uh like he he like typically wears suits and stuff anyway but to walk in on like kind of a, a played up accentuated like have those like old 80s glasses and like jewelry and stuff um and uh for him to to cut probably through a translator uh, uh like an nwa style promo like that's I don't know. Like I, I, that would be really cool is to have New Japan guys walk onto the the set of Power. Um, what's his name would be fun to see that uh, Naito. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would like to see the Tongans <laughs> versus uh, like the uh, the wild cards. Oh yeah. See, there's there's a lot of possibilities here. Or the uh, what's the other group? What, what's the who were the fat fucks? I can't remember who they were. They'd be oh, they're like the they're like too. the the. The Dawsons or something. Yeah, I think the Dawsons. Actual, we don't have to keep calling them the fat fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remind you of where you started on this stance. Uh, no, I mean, I, I didn't mean it as like a derogatory thing towards NWA. It was more just if I was putting this show together, that's not the, the, the first match I would have done. It's always going to be the first match. Right. And whether or not they are good wrestlers it just i I don't know visually appealing right for a show that is otherwise so seemingly aware of its look and presentation it was just weird to cut from like uh uh, the million dollars look of aldis to like these guys (laughs) so Uh, that's that's all so who's your favorite wrestler this week Man, I love when it's tough, but not tough because it's like, oh, I didn't like any wrestling this week. Who's my pick? <laughs> it's like I could go a number of ways with this. Um, I don't know. Uh, who did I get the most enjoyment out of this week? 
It was probably um do 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 I'm probably gonna settle on something and pick. Um I think I went Darby last week. Um so I'm going to go with uh why not? Uh I enjoyed uh when anytime he pops up, it was good to see him in Charlotte when we went to the New Japan show. Uh Mr. Boom Boom Colt Cabana can be my favorite. You stole mine. Dang it, sorry man. I didn't <laughs> think there's any way you're gonna go Colt. <laughs> Uh, I'll go Moxley. Okay. Yeah, the double uh, bird. Double bird and Death Rider. You stole my my Colt Cabana. We can agree on these. It's fine. When it's like organic like this and not necessarily an obvious one, like I think we should have just both gone Colt. All right, then I'll go Colt. Yeah, there you go. That's one of our first and only double wrestlers of the week. (laughs) Colt Cabana, the prestigious award. (laughs) that is anything else you've absolutely got to get out before we end this thing nah I think the only soapbox I had was the New Japan stuff fair enough alright well until next week then hopefully uh, hopefully we've got more ups than downs in, uh, in wrestling hopefully AEW gets back on track I think so yeah that turn buckles like a wake up call You abide by the rules but you don't have a ball You know I want it all And I don't care if I gotta bring you through the wall You run but just to see you fall This might be standing to you but this is what I dream It's cause I want it more You went and pulled the steel out of the climbing to the top and then you hesitated If you ain't reaching for the belt the hell you want it for I got more attitude than rock back in 97 Second prayers leave you buried like I've been the reverend We've been convinced in seconds Final call is in. I give it all the way, no man who's been following. It's what it costs to say you've been the great. That three count just the passing, now you sealed your fate. A lot of people claim they want it, most of come and go. But I'm committed for forever. Welcome to the show.